Consulting Podcast is presented to you by Kath Jenkins from RM Consulting and Beck Casey from Nature of Business Consulting. It is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So please consider getting individual advice from either Beck or Kath professional before acting on any information. Good morning everyone and welcome to another episode of Business of Farming podcast. Um, I'm flying solo today because I have a very special guest with me. It is a once in a lifetime interviewee and I'm really excited about this. So, without any further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest. Now, she has been in the farming game for oh, longer than I've known her. She is an extremely intelligent and intellectual woman, and the knowledge that she has and can be shared is absolutely incredible. So, welcome to the show, Kath. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> How was that for an introduction? Did you like that one? That was pretty good. Should I do a fake voice so that people think that it's a different person? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. But I think we do need to explain why I'm actually interviewing you here today. Okay, well, it was your idea, so... It was my idea. You can keep talking. And he's doing, a, he's doing a very good job flying solo, by the way. Oh, good, good, good. It's actually nice being on this side of the desk. I remember being on as a guest in season one, and that was really quite difficult. So let's see how you go today, Kath. Okay. Give it to me. So today, Kath, we are interviewing you because you are actually setting up your own business and you're leaving your current position at RMCG. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, next week I'm finishing up in my role as a senior consultant with RMCG. So I've been working for them for 18 months now and as, a, as an agribusiness consultant and I've really been enjoying that. But I've actually gone from working full-time back to part-time, so I've been working three days a week. And part of the reason I cut my hours back was because we've changed our farm business at home uh, and we now are running free-range laying hens on our farm and so we who lay eggs. So um, but I'm in the business of selling eggs, eggs. Uh, obviously rearing, rearing, the ch- rearing the chooks and looking after the chooks, but then, yeah, selling, selling the eggs. So... What what I've decided to do now is I need to have a bit more time to spend on that business because it, it it is quite labour intensive, but also from the marketing point of view in terms of growing the business and looking for further opportunities, I need to spend a little bit more time doing that, uh, which I love. But also I am going to keep consulting as well, but I'm going to do that off my own bat rather than working through RMCG. How fantastic is that? And what's the name of the um the current farming enterprise, Kath? So, so can look you up. Well, it's we it's Brayburn Farm, but we've got a couple of retail brands, if you like. Yeah. So we've Parambit 
Parambit Patty Cakes nice. is, is the uh, the brand of eggs that we sell, and that's in dozen packs or catering. So we sell uh, catering boxes, we call them, uh, to cafes and restaurants. Yep. As well, which is which is great, and then we've also got another brand of retail packs, uh, dozen dozen packs, which is called Great Ocean Road Free Range Eggs. So, yeah. where do you supply your eggs, Kath? Where do we sell them? Oh, yeah. all over the place. Yeah, pretty local. I do all the deliveries myself. So. Nice. Yeah, so probably the furthest customer would be about an hour and a half away, which would be in Anglesey. Uh, and then, yeah, along the Great Ocean Road, we've got a few customers along there, so pretty reliant on the tourist the tourist trade. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then otherwise, yeah, cafes and things around the local the local area as well as a bit of sale of the Parambit paddock eggs locally. That's fantastic. And I do have to say that I have actually purchased your eggs and I've done it through the Vic Market. Yeah, Victorian. Yeah, that is fantastic. You better tell us about that one, Kat. Yeah, Victorian Country Markets. So mm. this was a program subsidised by the federal, by the state government, sorry, by Agriculture Victoria, and it was a big promotion uh, and it obviously kicked off really well during COVID, during lockdown as well, um, to, to try and get regional produce delivered right across the country, uh, across the state, sorry. Uh, you could get it. You could get it interstate, but some items, obviously like perishable items like eggs, they wouldn't transport interstate. But, yeah, the offer was free delivery um, for customers. So you could go online, you could order four dozen eggs, and within a week you would get those eggs delivered to your doorstep. Yes, I was ordering on a Sunday. You were packing on a Tuesday and they were arriving at my place on Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And generally just because of the, you know, the wait time while it was they were in transit, generally the eggs would have been laid that day or the day before. Yeah. So either late on Monday or Tuesday. So you were having eggs, you know. Yeah, 48 hours. Oh, they were delicious, Kath. Yeah, they still are. And this, um, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot about eggs in the last 12 months uh, and there is quite a big difference between an egg that's four or five days old versus an egg that's two weeks old. Um, a two-week-old egg is still very is still classed as a fresh egg, but there's, yeah, quite a bit of difference in them. Wow. Yeah. So, so the old, I'm going off topic now. I'm not a very good host. But the old you can float your egg to tell you whether it's good or bad, is that true? Mm. Works? Yeah, that is true. But if you if you so that's an egg that's off that you don't want to eat. Yeah. But you can have an egg that's six weeks old that you can yeah. still eat versus an egg that's a day old. Yeah. You can obviously still eat. So if an egg floats, it might be 10 weeks old, it might be 12 weeks old, depends on the conditions it's been stored in, but definitely don't eat an egg that floats. So how can I tell my eggs whether they're two weeks old just by the date? Yeah, a lot of it you can tell by the use-by date on the carton. So the longer the use-by date when you buy it, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the closer it is to six weeks out from the date of purchase, the, the fresher it'll be. So generally speaking, most pe- most producers would would pack their eggs within three or four days of them being laid, and then put a six week use by date on the carton. Nice, mm. nice. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they hit the supermarket shelf. 
you know, within that yeah. that window. So they might actually sit in storage for a week. They might then sit in the supermarket storage for a week. So they could be a couple of weeks old by the time they hit the supermarket shelf. Um, and depends on the time of the year and all that kind of thing as to, uh, you know, what's influencing that cycle. Wow. Wow. There you go. Yeah, so that's all about the eggs. So we better actually move on to the business of it all now, Kat. (laughs) So I have known you now for quite a few years, Mm. and I think I know the answer to this question, but why? What is your why behind the change? Uh, Well, part of the why is to do with because I can. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Um, which has always been a bit of a thing for us is, you know, we pick something that's a bit tricky, a bit challenging. Why would we want to do that? Well, because we can and because it's a bit of a challenge and it's probably taking on a few risks. Yep. Certainly jumping in the deep end and trying things that I haven't tried before. But, yeah, really relish in that challenge of stepping into the unknown a little bit. Yeah. But, Really, I like working for myself and I like the flexibility that I, that, that offers. Uh, as much as I love working with other people as I have been with RMCG and working for great clients and things like that, um, yeah, it's just been time for me to take take a bit more time to work on my own business. Mm. That's fantastic. And there's something really, when I said I think I know that the answer is, that you're going to have there is something about producing Mm. for victorians isn't there oh yeah i love i love you know dropping eggs off to customers Uh, i had one customer today that said hey the eggs are going really well can we order more next week can you manage that we're really happy with how things are going are you happy is that okay and I was like, yeah, thumbs up, great. So I really want to be able to tap into that more because I do think there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, and the eggs do package up nicely, so to speak. Um, yep. You know, they're pretty, uh, even though they're fragile, they're, you know, they're not immediately perishable yep. like milk might be or something like that. But, yeah, they're a nice little packaged up thing that you can that you can package up. A lot of people use eggs, but also people do. There are a lot of people out there that really value the story behind the eggs and where they come from. Absolutely. So, But it's tough to try and find those people and get the eggs to that market, so to speak. So that's the bit that I need to work on a little bit more. Nice. So we've been talking a lot this season about business and everything else and decision-making and all that kind of jazz. So what process did you go through to make this decision? Well, it's been a decision that I've been – the path that I'm going down now has been something I've been thinking about for a while Um, and probably the opportunity that COVID – it provided in terms of working from home was, yep. was really good for me. Yeah, um, and it suited it suited the mix the mixed business that we've got here. So obviously, I've been working at home, doing consulting work from home on the yep. farm. Fortunate that I've got really good internet access and good facilities and everything to be able to do that. 
Um, but it also meant I could be a bit flexible with the farm business as well. So I could be here if I had, if I had someone coming to pick something up or drop something off or if I yep. needed to go and check the chooks or do something in the middle of the day, I could do that. So it, it really creeped. It really sort of opened up more flexibility, which I really liked, uh, and it worked well for me. So it's sort of the idea of me running, doing both for myself, as in doing my own consulting as well yep. as doing my own farm business, yep. really came into fruition through COVID. It just became more apparent that I could do this. Yep. Um, and probably then over Christmas, as so many people have epiphanies <laughs> over Christmas when <laughs> things completely change and, you know, you're on holiday or which we weren't on holiday, but um, all that all that kind of thing, it just gave me the time to think about it and think, well, maybe I can do both for myself. That's and once fantastic. I started, once I started thinking about it, I thought I can't pursue either of these business options well while I'm committed to an, being an employee for someone else. Yeah. So that was where I kind of said I'm not quite ready, I'm not quite confident. I certainly financially it's going to be a bit of a step back in terms of income. Yeah. But it was that kind of thing where I thought I've got to take the risk now because um, it's kind of now or never. Mm, which is good because this brings me into the next one. What kind of planning did you do? Well, i I know with the I know with the egg business, the way that the seasonal cycle works and where we are with our farm setup and the age of our layers and things like that. That um, you know the production is going to slow down over winter, and so, and so is our uh, current you know orders. Yes. So I need to if I'm if I'm gonna grow the egg business, which I want to do, then I need to do something about that now because yep. I wanna keep this I wanna increase our demand, increase our markets, increase our sales over winter. Because I the one all the customers we've got now, you know, being a lot of tourist areas, they're gonna drop down over winter. So I need to get in there now or very soon to try and find another little market to a few more yep. customers just to keep that up. So that was part of the planning. It was sort of like, well, now's the kind of right time. Uh, and in terms of consulting work, I probably I don't really have any existing clients, so to speak. Like I'm not I'm not taking clients with me, if if that makes sense. Yeah. From from the existing organisation that I work for. So, but I've got some work that I sorry the work I can do um, that I'm likely to pick up that'll help fill the gaps I suppose yeah so you can control it is what you're saying so the farm business is the main business that that you really want to work on to basically even out that whole um produce cash flow and the consulting is going to fill your gaps for you that's right and then part of my plan is because I really like doing both I really like doing consulting and I really like doing the farm (laughs) and the eggs but um, obviously, there's parts of the farm business that are quite, you know, labour intensive. I mean, it's it's farm work, so uh, there are some things that I can potentially end up getting someone to come in for, um, employ a farm worker to help with that. That's fantastic. So, have you done a budget or an actual business plan for this new venture? 
I've done a budget and a business plan for the egg business. Yes, yep. done several of those. They're ever changing. Um, and documents I, we like this yeah and I think I said to you the other day back to it's like a budget like we do budgets thinking that's how things are going to work out but deep down we know they're not going to work out uh, hopefully they're close or better than um, but that's what's happened with you know being new to the egg business and plus being the last 12 months that we've had I know. throw the rule book out the window Absolutely. Um, you know, we've got no previous year's sales to go off. Um, even this year we don't have them because last year was COVID. So what's yeah. going to happen this year? Don't know. Oh, um, you know what? You survived COVID. That is like fantastic in a first year of business, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And then, um, you know, the, the things on the farm, the supply side of the eggs, that changes too. So, And we can control that in, in yeah. terms of when we're when we're getting new birds coming in, how many birds we're running, um, what sort of birds, all that, all that kind of thing. So we've got a fair bit of control over the supply, so to speak, within within limitations. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just about sort of balancing that up. But the budgets are changing. I do the budgets differently all the time. And you'd be interested. This is an interesting thing to we could do a topic on another time. <laughs> is um to. Uh, we've actually started talking about break even, like in terms of pricing our eggs. What's a break even uh-huh. point? Nice. Um, we can do an actual podcast on that, you know. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting when you're selling a product, which a lot of farmers are selling a commodity. Yeah. Whereas this is a an egg that's you're selling to a customer. So, yes. you know, what's your break even point, and what do you need that egg to? When you sell that egg, what do you what costs do you need to cover? Yeah, absolutely, uh, and not just the cost of getting the egg out of the chook, which, no, you know, and putting it in a box or getting it, driving it down the road and dropping it off at the shop, but you know, what are all the other overheads in your business? You know, how much profit do you want to have? How much do you want to pay yourself? Um, you know, all those kind of things. It's been a really interesting experience changing our farm business um, and then to be thinking about that side of it. Mm. Absolutely. So who was a part of the whole decision-making process? Well, lots of people, lots of people. Um, Business partner, so my husband, Adam, he was obviously a big part of it, and he I think he was a bit surprised when I said to him one day, I've actually decided I need to leave my current job and I need to go and do this. <laughs> and he didn't actually say, oh, because we talked about it before, but the timing just wasn't right. And I, I've certainly talked to you about it before, and I've talked to a couple of other people about it before too, but the timing just wasn't right. Whereas this time I was just like, oh, I just need to make the timing right. Yeah. So, I love the that. The time's never right, is it, Kat? No, the timing is never right. There's been a few times in my life when I've thought the timing isn't right, but I need to make it right. Yes. Um, because it's never right. But this this was one time when I definitely thought that. So I've got to make this work. Nobody else can make it work. No. Um, no one's going to give it to me. It's not. It's not just going to happen. You know, I mean, like you said, I'm a. I've done lots of different things, and I know stuff, and I can do stuff. But that doesn't mean that this is going to happen for me automatically. No, I have no. To, I have to make it happen. 
Yeah, yeah. You get out what you put in, Kath. Yeah, that's right. So it was a whole combination of different people, but in the end the decision was up to me. I just said I need to do this. I want to do this and I'm going to make it work. That's fantastic. So what are you most looking forward to? Uh, oh, see, I straight away went to the things I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> That's the whole conversation about mindset. Um, I'm looking forward to growing. I'm looking forward to putting more time into the egg business. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to what opportunities there are with both businesses, so with the consulting and the eggs. And I'm looking I'm what I'm hoping for, but looking forward to, is having some options there with with either of those. Um, you know, in terms of which which one I want to pursue. Is there one I want to pursue more than the other? I mean the idea here is that even though I'm doing two things, I'm kind of mitigating my risk a little bit if you like, because if one doesn't work out, then hopefully the other one will. <laughs> And I've kind of got two two options there. But also, too, I did talk to you, obviously. We, you know, apart from doing our podcasts, we do talk to each other during other times of the day as well, not just online. So, yeah, so it's been great. And family, friends, you know, other people I've worked with over the years, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's good. Plus, also, too, I was pretty keen to, always keen to chat to prospective customers, um, you know, get feedback from existing customers on what they think of our eggs, where they think the potential is, what they can do, that kind of thing. That's fantastic. And you are such a people person that I think once you start getting out there more and marketing and doing all that, you will thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Chook's a nice company. But they're, you know, they get a bit clucky. Um, (laughs) You know what it's like. I do. Now, before I let you go, you've got to tell, well, you've got to tell everybody because I love the dogs. Oh, the Marimas. (laughs) Yes. Well, they started off as these very cute, fluffy puppies. Um, which were adorable, and they still are adorable. They, the two of them hang around together, Bonnie and Bear. Um, they're very good protectors, not just of the chickens, might I add. Anyone, oh. that, anyone that drives up our driveway knows they're protective. They're not protective in uh, a physical way. way. No, yep. they're, they're a, um, they look protective, put it that way, and they sound protective. So they look and sound protective. So they sleep with the chooks too, don't they? Yeah, they go and hang out down there with the chooks. They make sure the cows that are in the paddock with the chooks don't go anywhere near the chooks' grain, which is oh, really handy. That's, that's great. Um, and the little foxes that might hang around here, they certainly make sure they don't get anywhere near them. Um, eagles as well. Eagles, eagles okay. fly, around, fly around here, so they'll make sure that the eagles don't come, which is also great. But, yeah, no, they're good. They don't mind the odd egg. And oh, do they actually at, eat the egg? Yeah, they love the eggs, yep. And oh, my God. Good. <laughs> they're pretty good. At, they can't get the eggs, but the odd chook will lay and egg the outside. Egg. Yeah, and they'll get into that. And they don't oh. mind the odd, odd chew on a um, bit of chook grain as oh, well. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, but they do bark a lot um, and we can hear them at night, but everything – Everything I've read about them says yep. that's completely normal and to be expected for a guardian dog. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, Kath, you better run us through all your socials and where we can find you and how we can follow you and how we can order. Okay. Well, the main one, well, probably the only one, is the Facebook page, Purim Beat Paddock Eggs. Yeah. And not to be confused with Purim Beat, it's Purim Beat. Okay. We'll put all the links on the podcast anyway. Yeah. Um, the reason I say that is because I had a delivery the other day that did not turn up because it had gone to Burrumbeat instead of Burrumbeat. <laughs> so please get that right. Um, yeah, go, go on to Burrumbeat Paddock Eggs and you can follow us on there. Also, um, oh, for both um, LinkedIn. Instagram. No, Instagram, that's the one. <laughs> not LinkedIn. And but, Facebook. And yep. Facebook, that's right. And then if you want to order our eggs, a delivery in anywhere in Victoria, you can go to the Victorian Country Markets website. Yeah, we'll and, put that link on the um, notes section as well. Yeah, and type in Par and Beat Paddock Eggs and it'll come up. Yeah. Perfect. Well, on behalf of me and all of our listeners, Kat, well done and congratulations. And we really look forward to seeing Par and Beat Paddock Eggs succeed. Thank you. It's been excellent talking to you, Beth. Uh, and I don't have my I don't have my theme I don't have my theme song ready. So oh, what? no eggs <laughs> no egg song. No, I think egg it's something like something. You will, we will survive. I will survive. Oh. One of those ones. <laughs> I think you'll you'll do more than survive, I am sure, Kath. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just keep on going. Good stuff. <laughs> Been good to talk to you. Been nice to be on this side of the desk, so to speak. (laughs) I think you need another turn. Oh, we'll wait and see, shall we? Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thanks very much, Kath, and we will speak. Well, speak to everyone, see everyone, listen to everyone on the airways next time. Good stuff.